Well, we're consistently inconsistent. Right. I wish somebody loved me as much as you love Fruit Punch Food. Can I edit my list? <laughs> I had a salad yesterday. It was good. That's good. Where from? I'm proud of you, Chad. Uh, from uh, Brew House. It's cool that after, you know, six years or whatever that you guys stuck it out, you know, you really cared about the name that much. I got to tell you, here at Sonder, what we would have done. <laughs> Feels like NASA's going to have a problem with this. Uh, let's pick a new name. One of my favorite things you've ever said, Danny, is that Friday is a feeling. Yep. I lo- it's like vacation I is get a feeling. Added on me. If you're worried about the dirt and the grime, the germs, whatever it may be, on the outside of your lime, Stay home, man. Okay, so I know our listeners have been clued in, right? Mm-hmm. Because, or clued in, uh, involved, however you want to say it, because they've been listening to podcasts that, that we divvied up, right? Mm-hmm. That we, we went through a, a podcast a week, you and I did. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was... We did four weeks of podcast recording in like four days. It was aggressive. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was a good week. And that, yeah. that whole anniversary week was great. But I've missed you. Here we are. We're I know. Back. It's been a minute since we've been on the mics. Uh, I'm rejuvenated. I know. I feel good. It's It's been nice. I've still, like, my routine's been similar because I still just end up editing the podcast on either Friday or Monday for a Tuesday release. But the actual, like, getting on the mics and, like, talking for a little bit, I feel, I'm, 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 who knows? I'll, maybe I'll be rusty. I'm always really bad, like, with the system if we take a week off. Like, I, just, I, I just, like, black out. And I was like, I don't remember how to do this. One of my favorite moments was uh, when you hit one of the buttons and it's wrong. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's always very embarrassing. It's, yeah. it's the, the, awesome. And I already know it's true for this one because I was like sitting over here for like two or three minutes and Coach and Chad's mics weren't picking up sound. I was like, what the hell are we doing? And I realized it's because the volume wasn't up on them. Oh. I thought mm. there was something wrong with the mics. I just didn't have the volume up. So you, you hate to see that. You're like a goldfish. <laughs> I know, apparently. Super short-term memory. <laughs> with this thing, I guess, yeah. Ted Lasso would be proud of you. I do yeah. like Ted Lasso. Be a goldfish. Be a yeah. goldfish. Uh, Coach, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So on uh, on Chad's team over here on the sales team, you have uh, ebbed and flowed in different roles. Obviously, as we discussed your first time on, you started as a delivery driver, mm-hmm. uh, quickly worked your way into a role as what we called for a long time a rapid sales rep, uh, which means you were a sales manager working on uh, smaller quick turn accounts, gas stations, things like that. Um, now full-blown uh, territory sales manager, and you have our backyard, essentially, right? Warren County. And uh, how has that been for you as you've seen all three of these different roles? How has the change of each been for you? Well, maybe the B could stand for uh, backyard now, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it can stand for whatever you wanted to stand for, buddy. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, quite frankly, the, uh, the backyard term, um, don't take that loosely or for granted. Uh, we're based right here in Mason. The city of Mason has been, uh, very, very good to us. Um, but even in the more of a on-premise role, it's really neat to have these accounts, but, uh, to try and enhance and grow, uh, and do some different things with, um, all the local businesses that are so centrally located next to Sonder Brewing. So it's been, uh, it's been a good start for sure. And that encompasses, you mentioned on-premise, but that encompasses, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing everything from selling into Kroger stores all the way to 
uh, O'Brien's or, you know, Rusty Bucket for draft, right? I mean, it's it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's a little bit of the rapid retail, as you mentioned, um, from the previous position to uh, the on-premise to golf courses to bottle shops. Uh, it's all-inclusive, and uh, to be able to concentrate in, in one county uh, and develop those partnerships and relationships, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a great start. Is that hard for you? Coming from, coming from a previous role where you sold to, I mean, obviously exaggerating, but 98 counties. Um, and, and there's, dri- only 88, the, there's only 88 in the state. Right. Yeah. Driving, the nine driving is a accurate. thousand miles a week, literally almost, uh, to now having to hone in and focus on the more strategic selling here locally. I, I, and I, I say that not as a joke, but seriously, was that hard for you to, to hone in on what that, what that changes in your day-to-day? No, it's still an adjustment for me uh, from the standpoint that I'm an early riser. Everybody knows that. Uh, so I like to get started as early as possible. But some of my accounts can't be seen until 10 o'clock or 3 or 4 or sometimes 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So that's a, that's a huge adjustment, yeah, and one that I'm still working on. You know, the other position I could just fill up and go and come back. And um, each day was a almost essentially a different county now i can cover warren county in one or two days so it's just uh what are you doing the other three days (laughs) podcasting yeah (laughs) he's podcasting at noon on a friday yeah Uh, it's like one of those things you're probably giving up the the time that you're getting back from what how much time you're spending driving yeah windshield time is like now in your schedule you just have to figure out because you have to be a tad more strategic with where you are and who you're seeing and when. And obviously, I know I know Chad was saying that as a joke, but but in all seriousness for our listeners, I mean, you might be able to cover the entire county in terms of your weekly hit in two days, but but one day you might be over here seeing X, Y, and Z accounts, and then your other the the other days you might have an account that that is, can only be seen on a Thursday, and so you have to map your entire route around not only when you can be there, but when. The decision maker is there as well, which is which is, uh, I'm sure something that for you in changing your schedule, uh, you had to kind of ease into that that change. Well, yeah, the biggest thing is, for instance, if I was way out east in the old role, uh, if I didn't see somebody on on Monday, I might not see them until next week or in two weeks. But I can drive by an account now four or five different times during the during the week, but stop in at the the right time. Right. So that that's obviously a big change. But with covering nine counties in the previous position, if I missed somebody, I wasn't going to see them for a while. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that. So I had to be a lot more prepared in how I loaded up and what I was going to do for that particular week. Nice. Um, I got to be honest, I just got lost in a trance as you were speaking there. I'm just staring at your beard. Uh, is this the first time you've ever had a beard in your entire life? Yes. Yes. Without a doubt, because usually I would shave maybe once a week. Uh, I get to the point of two weeks growth, and I just couldn't stand it. Even at your old gig? Even at my old gig. <laughs> oh, man. I thought you yeah. were, I don't know why I thought you were more of a clean-cut guy. For the, you, you strike me as like a three- or four-time-a-week shaver. Don't let him fool you. I don't care what he tells you right now. That's absolutely accurate. Yeah. yeah. You're like an every-other-day, I, I feel like. Well, I don't know. Being in the golf business for all those years, yeah. That's what I'm saying, I, I yeah. Re- I respected the New York Yankees look, 
right? Oh. Even <laughs> I like the clean-shaven look, but um, times have changed. and uh, Yeah, times have changed. Somebody should, still, should tell the Steinbrenners that. The fact that that's still a thing drives me absolutely crazy. And, like, it, weirdly, I wish it would deter players from going there Me more. too. Me too. Money talks, though. Yeah. So, so are you saying that, that you judged golfers that would come in that had a beard? No, no judgments. But I just, I, I just be, knew. It needs to be tight. I just knew it wasn't something for me. And I just always liked a clean-shaven look. I, I worked for a guy in Kalamazoo that wore white shirts and khakis and made a great living out of it. So I was pretty conservative back in the day, but mm-hmm. uh, still appreciate that that clean-shaven white shirt, khaki look. But, hey, we're at a brewery now, and uh, I kind of like it. You can't – yeah. It's, I was having that conversation with someone the other day, uh, someone I used to work with at Acosta, you know. And we when we were at Acosta, we would still go to Kroger meetings fairly, like, dressed informally, right, as far as, like, a, what you would think for, like, business clothing. You know, like, people would think, like, oh, you probably go to Kroger in suits. It's like, no, like, I would do, like, slacks and a button-down, maybe even sometimes a polo, depending on who you're meeting with or what the meeting is. But, like, we can't, we can't be the brewery guys, trying to sell you beer in a suit or, like, slacks. You know, it's like... Oh, get you, out of here. You can't do that. Get out like, of here. Like, cause now, like, the, the dressiest I will get for work is a polo. Unless you're being ironic. I'm not very... Yeah. But then the tuxedos would seem messed up, <laughs> right? But, but the other cool thing about this, though, is I love the drive-bys. When the people give you the, the double look... Like, they look at you... For and, what, what do you mean? For what reason? Because well, they don't recognize me without a hat. And then... The beard. So it just happened today when I was at a Kroger uh, checking out our beer, and, and a lady that I knew, and she knew me pretty well, just looked at me like, uh, is that Bip? Uh, from, she right? knew from your past life. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so the double takes are kind of cool, too. So there's that element of keeping people on their toes a I feel like bit. it yeah. makes you younger. Yeah. Hey, I need, I'm, need I'm a little help it. there. Justin, you're probably the only person that started a brewery and your beard got shorter. Oh? Uh, yeah, it did for a while. Liz doesn't love it when it gets out of control. I, I can mean, see that. I mean, I miss it. but I think you look way uh, For the record, I think you look way better with this length beard. But well, th- well, thank you. Yeah, your previous days at Acosta, you were like... Oh, mid- yeah. I was about to... I was going to make that comment. You just did it for me. Yeah. I pushed the envelope at Acosta. Yeah. Those guys didn't love me very much over there towards yeah, the but, end. Yeah, oh, man. I don't even know if anyone from Acosta listens to this, but, like, Acosta was the place where, like... If you were doing good, you can get away with whatever you wanted. (laughs) (laughs) The length of your beard showed how well you were doing, and it was like like a. For the record, for me, it was like probably the last year and a half I was there. I was doing like flannels, jeans, and like tennis shoes. Gotcha. I mean, so you were crushing it. And the (laughs) Justin and I were, for the record, both were doing very well. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the the leadership over there didn't really care. They 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 like to make some comments about it, but they like like I mean. Again, you're, you, to your comment, they're probably not listening, but I had a great boss over there. He, yeah. was, he was awesome. I, did, I, did two, I had two great bosses for the record as well. But yeah. and, and there's just high corporate executive leadership at that company that wasn't in Cincinnati that didn't love it. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things where like they had bigger fish to fry than the yeah. length of your beard or the style of shoes I was wearing. And I remember, I, I very distinctly remember having a conversation. I mean, it was after everybody knew that we were starting the brewery and that, that I was kind of you know, it was a means to an end at some point. And I just remember him, him saying to me, as long as Kroger doesn't care, I don't care. Don't right. lose a sale at Kroger. Yeah. Right. And fortunately I had a great, a great category manager over there that didn't really care. And she was more excited. Every time I, every time I would go in there to, 
sell her pasta. She was asking me about beer, so that was fun. But right. uh, enough about that. Chad's got a great beard, though. Chad does have a great beard. I think it's too long. But my wife is the opposite, and she likes it this long. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's good for you. That yeah. works for you. It works in your, in your benefit. Chad, yeah. I don't know why, but like, it doesn't register with me that you have a long beard. Like I know you do, and when I look at you, I see it. But like when just, I do it, this, it, and then just, you can see that I don't have a chin. When yeah, I if you it went back. down to a shorter length, it would look weird on you. Yeah, it would. Are, yeah, are you I the agree. only one that doesn't go to Mike right now? Yes. Oh, did you guys know that Mark Wartz goes to? Uh, yeah, I to that not. place too. He doesn't get cut by Mike, but um, I ran into him there. I have been to Mike's. I, uh, one of the ladies there. One of the ladies cut hair. my hair, and Mark was in the other chair when yeah. I was walking out. I saw Mark there one time. Mike was giving me crap. I got my hair cut Tuesday, I think, or Wednesday. Uh, he was giving me crap. <laughs> He's like, man, all you Sounder guys are late. I, like, called. I was, like, running, like, 10 minutes late. I'm like, shit, I'm normally the guy that isn't late. But I was, like, I got caught up in a meeting, and I, like, called. I was like, hey, like, I'm running 10 minutes late. I'm still coming. He's like, dude, we got you blocked off for an hour. We're good. He's like, I'm keeping you Sounder guys on the hour. Yeah, block. that's what he told me, too. <laughs> he, he adds time to it. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I had a meeting with one of our distribution partners uh, last week, and I showed up at the meeting. I was probably six or seven minutes late. And uh, I showed up, and, and I, I texted him. I'm like, where are you at, bro? And he's like, oh, you're early. He goes, are you there? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I literally don't show up till 20 minutes after you tell me to be there because all of you brewers are the same. <laughs> he said, he's like, all of you breweries are the same. All of you show up 20 minutes late. <laughs> so he just knew. He just And then when I showed up six minutes late, I was early to him. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Uh, all right, Coach, what's your favorite Sonder beer? Pineapple, you betcha. Pineapple, you betcha, which is new since you would have been on, uh, since you would have been on on the anniversary show because that was released last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, are you, what are your top five favorite Sonder beers? Hundo P is next. Um, <laughs> Carmen's Carrot Cake. Oh, did not expect that. Okay. He started with pineapple, you betcha, and they did hundo P. I was waiting on him to go to the moon, yeah. certified <laughs> heater, and cool and emoji. Bip is secretly our like resident hophead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coconut tears. Oh, okay. Oh, can't, that one, folks. That one's coming back. Yep. sooner rather than later. Yep. Yeah. Early January. Stay tuned. Yeah. And by early January, I mean like January second or whatever day we're back You're working. Being more specific than even I am. <laughs> it, I don't really know that it's that date, but it's it's early January. Soon it, and I'm really digging the uh, the record hop that when we added the uh, habanero and strawberry. Mm. Hold on. Jalapeno hold on. and strawberry. Hold on. Jal- jalapeno and strawberry. The man has a beer named after him. That is his style, and it's not in his top five beers. Good call. It's mm-hmm. literally called Coach Bip. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Call. And it's not in your top five. How can five? you back a beer with your name on it? It's not in your top five. You know what? We resent, We should rescind the name. Absolutely. It's not even in his top five. Yeah. Oh, can I change my top five? Not now. now. Not, not now. now. Not in, Too late. Yep. Caught it on the mat. No, yep. it's a great beer. It's a fantastic beer, and I like session IPAs. Yeah. Love them. Uh, I've heard you say it's my favorite style of beer. Mm-hmm. But ours is not in your but top five? But ours isn't in your top five? It's this not, is tough. It's not is, in is the top five. Is our version in your top five of session IPAs? Yes. Yes, for sure. Well, that's at least a, a redeemable answer. For sure. Yeah. I'll take the bronze medal for that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even number one. You just like you just like the other beers more than that one of uh, those styles. I do. Absolutely do. Okay. Hey, I'm yeah. not going to beer I'll, shame I'll, you. I I am. I'm. I'll, that's a lie. I am going to beer shame you. That's that's just. 
It's downright disrespectful to your own beer, yeah. Coach. Justin, we need to do a quarterly check-in uh, between you and I, and then probably Chad since he's a recurring guest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on since our fla- it's like flavor of the week on what what's in our top five. So hit me with your top five right now. Ooh, right now? Yeah, Ooh, I like this idea. Top we five all time. Frequently, we just frequently change yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Top this five Sonder beers this, of all this time. This is our Q four update on what our top five Sonder beers of all time are. Uh, Midwest Days. Yep. No order, just top five. Just top five. Okay. Midwest Hayes, Voss, uh, this year's base family tradition. Okay. Um, base auto. Okay. And volume six, maybe? Record hop volume six? Ooh, okay. Mm. Well, you are, you are a... I'm a creature of the moment. You are a Nelson slut, too. I am. So. I love Nelson hops. Yeah. Yep. I would like to take this opportunity to... I don't think I've, like, said this publicly <laughs> in the podcast. I've, like, fallen in love with Voss in the last, like, three months. That a boy. Like, I've always liked it. You and thousands of other people. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm, I'm, like, far from the first or last. But um, I've always really liked it. Um, but I've, like, never, like, taken it home, you know? Like, I probably bought my first Voss six-pack for personal consumption within the last, like, six months. Uh, I've always liked it. And I've always had it in the tap room. It's If I'm, like... If I'm here for an event, it's always been my go-to, like, all right, like, when on an anniversary day, me and you were drinking Boston's, right, like, yeah. outside when we were yeah. pouring beer at 10 a.m. Yep. Um, the story I, I, of that beer for our company is so wild. It's so good. It's just such a delicious beer, and you always say it, like, it just gets better. It does. Too. Like, it and does. It's not because they're changing the recipe. It's just they have it dialed in. The yeast is great. The recipe is great. The malt's great. Um, the packaging's really dialed in on that. Um it's so good, man. It's just such a great beer. I love it. I, I, funny enough, like, I, my craft beer journey over the last three years has been incredible because uh, if you had asked me what my top five beers were three years ago, it would have been, like, Cherry Frosted. Um, right. Like, right. all the, like, insane stuff. Now it's like, dude, I drink, like, Voss and you betcha. Yeah, like, I think almost, even like, for, uh, exclusively. Voss for me is probably my default. And it used to be you betcha. Yeah. So if right. I'm undecided and I'm looking at our, our menu, like yeah. we just did before this podcast, yeah. I could have easily just go to Voss. Go yep. to Voss. Voss is That's what that beer has done for me. I think my – Give him the heater, Ricky, old number one. What, go ahead, Danny. What's yours? I think my top five – Midwest Hayes has to be in there. Um, so does Nocturnal. Oof. Um, I know. Talker, I, you didn't say Nocturnal, and I knew I was going to say it was going to be a tough blow. Uh, if I had to kick one for Nocturnal, I won't. I'll stick to my list. Mm-hmm. But if I had to kick one, I would say, like, really close. It'd be between uh, Otto and Nocturnal. I'm also shocked you didn't say Carmen's. I love Carmen's. Mm-hmm. Love Carmen's. But, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I, I will go Midwest Hayes, Nocturnal. Um, Macadamia Family Tradition is still probably my favorite family tradition we've ever done. Um, Hundo P is my favorite double New England um, and then with how much you betcha I've been consuming lately, I think it, it's just, it would be me lying if I didn't have it in my <laughs> top five. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Like, like I'm, cho- I'm choosing to drink you betcha over like to the moon. Um, you know, record hot volume six, both of those beers are insanely good, but I just go back to like, you yeah. betcha is just what I'm like craving. Yeah. And like, I feel like the recipe is at a point where like I can drink multiple of them and not feel overwhelmed or full. Uh, I don't feel bogged down after having, you know, two, three, or four. Um, 
Yeah, I think my my palate's changed so much. Um, I just like I, like play the hits for me. I don't yeah. need I don't need the crazy stuff anymore. I, I love trying it, and I love that we do it, and I know our consumers really like it. Uh, and I love seeing the reaction people get on social media when we pump out, you know, another crazy sour, double IPA, whatever it is. Um, but, man, I just want to play the hits at this point. Like, feed me, boss, you betcha, nocturnal, Midwest haze. And then uh, I'm in my three-week – I think it's extended this year. I'm, I think it's six weeks now. I'm in my six-week, uh, like, barrel-aged stout season every year where, like, I will drink a lot of them. In th- six I'm, weeks. I'm, it used to be, like, a week. Uh, I think it's grown. You. Um, the issue is that I need to start drinking my cellar. I'm really good at collecting and not good at drinking. Uh, if you have beer shares, uh, listeners, invite me. I have some good stuff. Uh, I promise I will show up full-handed. Um, yeah, I, I've been drink- I've been dipping in the cellar a little bit, drinking some of our stuff I've had in there, um, some other stuff I've bought. Um, I, I, I'm holding on to that macadamia family tradition. Like, Oof. It's it's a tough hold because I know it's it's falling off a tad bit more every single day, but I just I'm gonna be so sad when I drink it. I don't know that it is for whatever it's worth. I had one really? not long ago, and it's just as delicious. I'm still squatting on that and bananas Fosters. Funny enough, mm. yeah. Chad, what about you? Voss Nocturnal Voss Nocturnal Voss <laughs> Voss Nocturnal Midwest Haze Auto and Toby. Oh fuck! I didn't have October. <laughs> oh, I was so surprised you didn't I say Oktoberfest. Yeah, I was, oh, I, I'm surprised it. you didn't add Bruder. To be quite honest with you. Oh man, Oktoberfest was such a bad miss. Yeah, I, I'm really disappointed. I, I would just listen to. Uh, oh, Danny, I'm such a creature of the moment too. Damn it, Danny. I just listened to uh, the the most recent anniversary podcast, which uh, had our segment with, with Matt and Casey. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, favorite Sonder days. And you and I were both in agreement that, like, Toby Day should be a, a, a holiday. And, yeah. like, we should be off. And we just sit around and drink Toby's all day. I, You're like my ride-or-die Toby guy. Man, honorable, and, uh, honor, the honorable mentions are Rally Cap and Oktoberfest. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm loosely considering taking Nocturnal out. You really had a lot of time to prepare your list, though. Oh, man. Only one thing has changed since when I made that exercise, and I took off Macadamia Family Tradition and put Nocturnal on. Mm. Yeah, Nocturnal is Oh, delicious. interesting. Everything else is still the so same. So you don't have any FT on yours? No. no Family Tradition on your list? No. I'm surprised by that. I love them. Yeah. Um, Nocturnal this year has just been uh, something special. I could I considered doing Voss and then four family traditions. <laughs> yeah, that's how much they're, I love they're that. All delicious. Love yeah. that beer. I did a family tradition flight just for funsies myself. Bought one. Yeah, you know, we we don't get a discount on those. Um, just for funsies, sat down after a day of work and sipped on those. Yeah, I sat down and had a Voss, and I turned around, and Danny's got a flight of family tradition. <laughs> like, all right, well done. That's we were, a weird flex, but I'm here we for were, it. We were doing mental health beers at the bar. Right. And those were the four that I chose to get, and you got a Voss. <laughs> uh, ch- cherry, cherry Almond Crisp this year. So good. I mean, was that was, your favorite? Yes. Yeah, yes. It, that's a close second for me. Blueberry Pancake was mine. Blueberry Pancake Coach, what was yours? Also gas. I have yet. I was about to say, did you have all of them? Wait, what? I, I have them. I have them all, yeah. but I have not opened them yet. No, have, have you tried, tried them on draft? draft? I've tried the raspberry. Oh, that's, that's it. Raspberry that's truffle. It. You know they're all Correct. still on draft, right? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, well, you have, you have homework after this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you need to. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, like, that's fair. Like, like pause the podcast. Like, what <laughs> yeah. are we doing? Yeah. No, the, uh-huh. the raspberry was delicious. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm, truth be told, I'm anxious to try them all. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. They're all delicious. My dad's favorite was the base. Yep. I mean, 
I exclude the bass way. I, I was about to say same. We, we, sh- same. We, sh- we should we should put that caveat in there. Yeah. Like, I think the bass is all of our favorites every year, but the adjuncts is where the kind of discussion comes in. The bass yeah. is just always out of bounds. Like, yeah. so good. So bass was my dad's favorite. I think adjunct, if I remember correctly, raspberry was his favorite, really? if I remember correctly. I think the raspberry played really well because it's. Oh like, yeah. The added chocolate like played into the stout really well, but it didn't take away from the raspberry. I agree. I'm, I'm most intrigued by the blueberry pancake. It's so good, man. It's, yeah. It's, it's a tad sweet because blueberries are a bit sweet in nature, but then the maple syrup as well. Um, but I, I really, really like it. It's yeah. decadent. And all of those are going to age like a champ. Oh my gosh, yeah. I haven't had a like. I haven't cracked open a barrel-aged beer from us and felt like it was drastically different from what it tasted like fresh. Okay, if any... I'm glad you just brought this up. If anybody listening to this right now has a bottle of Apple Brandy Auto still hanging around... Still hanging around. We pulled... We had one left in the cellar on packaging day of family tradition, and the production team cracked it. It is... I mean, that... That is a we talk about beer moments. That's a moment I'll never forget. That's our that first ever beer, barrel aged clean beer. Stout. Barrel aged clean beer. Yep. Yep. We had barrel aged sours. Yep. That was our first barrel aged clean beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, n- non soured beer. Same, same. Right. Uh, that beer. That is a. That's a moment I'll never forget because just drinking it with the production team on family family tradition day was awesome. That is a beer I'll never forget. I mean, it, it's it's been aging for over a year, and uh, it has aged. Brilliantly, wasn't that a? Uh, I believe it was before our second anniversary. I want, yeah, I want to say that was like a summer release or something like that. It sounds right. I want to say it's like a year and a half. Yeah, old. I think it's like eighteen. I had months. a black forest the other day. Oof, that's also tasting. Yes, we cracked that at Halloween. Yep, we did. We had the black forest, man. And it's, it was it's that that ch- the cherry in that yeah. is not medicinal at all. Yeah. Um, I, I would caveat this, that, that if you are cellaring beer or you are collecting it, make sure that you're cellaring it appropriately. Right. Um, Instructions are on the label. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep, it, keep it away from light um, and, and don't let it get too hot or cold. Um, you know, obviously ideal temp would be like in the 50s, but that's not, that's not always doable. So as long as it's not getting fluctuating super high or, or low, you're okay. <clears throat> so, Coach, our anniversary party, you've uh, – you mentioned your five favorite Sonder beers. You were hop heavy. At our anniversary, we released a lot of beers that weren't hop heavy. We released volume six, right? Mm-hmm. So what beer was most memorable for you at the release party? I loved Kenosha Kickers Cobbler Pie. Okay. The base loved or the, the maple barrel aged? The base. Okay. Loved it. Okay. I'm loved a big it. fan. But of can't wait to try the maple based or the, the maple. The maple the, barrel age? The, the you haven't tried that either? No. I still have it. Coach, what are you doing, man? Coach, still have it. What are you doing with your life, dude? I see you up here all the time. You're not downstairs <laughs> drinking beer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love the Kenosha Kickers uh, cobbler pie. I like the couple added adjuncts to it. Um, I mean, the Kenosha Kickers is such a phenomenal beer anyways. Yeah. This time of the year. but That would be in my honorable mentions. Uh Copper pie is in my honorable mention. I think it's okay. my, I think I want to go on record and saying it's my favorite gold series beer. Ooh, love that. Closely followed by Hundo P. Okay, love that. Um, Copper pie was a hit at the Harold uh, family Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's a great beer. It's a really good beer. Uh, okay. How, all right. How about you guys? 
Uh, mine was the mine was the maple barrel aged cobbler pie. Round the horn here. Mine was favorite the, anniversary beer. Mine was the uh, cobbler pie as well. Yeah. Maple or base? Uh, maple. Okay. Um, the Did creek. The creek Ooh. is gas. The, yeah. cre- the creek mm. is very very good. Yes. I'm gonna let that one mm. sit in the cellar for a year or two maybe. Yeah. Mm. I also was a huge fan of the coffee cake auto. Yeah, that was delicious. It was a fantastic, yeah. fantastic beer. So for those that don't know. We call you coach because you are a uh, former golf professional um, and the women's varsity golf coach at King's High School. Mm -hmm. How have you been able to balance this profession, this day job, and also uh, being needed and and, and tending to the the needs of the team uh, as a varsity golf coach. Chad was saying the other day that his numbers go down during golf season. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Check the spreadsheets. Ooh. <laughs> you just poked the bear. Check the spreadsheets. Ooh. The I'm numbers. Gonna need, I'm going to need to fact check this. Wait. Please hold. Check yeah. the spreadsheets. The numbers always go up. <laughs> They're like end bib, season. Bib, bib sales numbers are like stocks. They always go up. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Until someone which, shorts them. <laughs> which leads me to uh, a completely inappropriate answer, but it's the truth. And sometimes I don't know. It just it just happens. Uh, it's, it's one of those things for me, coaching, um, when we have practice, I know I have to, in my sales day, the first time at 2.30, or if there's a home or away match, it might be 3 or 4 o'clock. It just refreshes and recharges my battery. And it's something that's completely unexplainable, maybe, uh, unless you're in it and you've got a full-time job and then you stop to go be with your respective team. And then uh, for me, especially in this new role where I can go back out and see some of those accounts that I can't normally see until 3, 4, or 5 o'clock. But the other thing that um, I cannot do in my sales position or my coaching position is, especially if we have a match, I have to make sure that all my admin stuff for Sonder Brewing and for coaching, i.e. results and getting all the communication out to my players and parents are done that day. Because if I don't and let things snowball until maybe Friday or Saturday or Sunday and try and catch up, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I have to start and stop each particular day and move on and do the same thing over and over and over. Uh, but the luxury of being a golf coach is my schedule is pretty much complete in February or March. It's just a matter of going out and maybe finding a golf course um, to go play if it's if it's an away match. So there's a lot of prep work that gets done prior to the to the season, but in the moment. I've got to start and stop every single day. If I don't do that, I'll get buried, either at work or or coaching. <laughs> and 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 for you, Chad, I mean it's it's got to be it's got to be cool to see the reward of something that that is fulfilling for him. So so the reward of him being able to do that without sacrificing what he's able to do for the company as well. Because let's be honest, that is that's part of you know, who you are ingrained at the core is to be able to do that. So, you know, I'm, I'm proud and happy that we, we are able to offer, 
you know, a livelihood for you and you're part of this family, but be able to offer that for you without you having to risk that, right? Well, I, I think, too, for me, because everybody assumes I play a lot of golf, and I don't. I played four times this year, and not one of them was a single 18-hole round for me. Played in four scrambles, some events, which were super cool, uh, but they were scrambles. So mm-hmm. I didn't play one single 18-hole regulation round. So if somebody were to give me a choice, hey, Bip, could you go and uh, would you rather play golf or would you rather coach? I would stop playing golf altogether so I could continue to coach. Sure, It's just something that I enjoy doing more right now than actually playing for for me. Now, one day I, I hope that changes because I, I like to play and I want to play. It's just right now I can't balance playing and, and coaching and, and working. It sure. just doesn't always work. Yeah. I, well, I enjoy that our company is at a place and our philosophy and our culture is that um, you're allowed to have a life and should have a life and have hobbies and a family outside of this place. We make it work, whether it's your work from home schedule or what time you're in and out. Like uh, this place is the epitome of like, as long as you're getting your work done, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was going to say is like coach and I have conversations and we'll be having this conversation here soon as he gets prepped for the uh, upcoming season. You know, he's, he'll be planning it this winter. Um, but he knows it's like, look, on those days, go get your – you got to start a little bit earlier. Go get your stuff done. And then go out and have your life, right? Yep. And and that's – we haven't had an issue yet, and we, we won't have an issue. And he continues to, to outperform and beat previous numbers and continue to do what he's been tasked to do as the, the Warren County rep, and that's continue to penetrate and get further and further into the, uh, into the accounts. And as long as that gets done – Keep coaching, man. Like I don't want to see I don't want to see work ever get in the way of you doing what you what you're passionate about. Yeah, I think there's something to be said too when you've got the freedom to go about your day and to get it done, and, and the numbers are there. Uh, that's a phenomenal feeling. Yeah. But forever, when I was in the golf business, working twenty four seven, holidays, weekends. When everybody was out having fun, that's when I worked the, the most. And then when I kind of so-called left the golf business and started working in the nonprofit world where I had a lot more freedom on the weekends, a lot more freedom on, on the holidays, that was a huge adjustment too because I was always – it was ingrained in me that when I was at a club, I always had to be visible. Had to be visible for the staff, had to be visible for, for the members. And – and I adopted that, that role. But when I left the golf business, per se, and started to have more freedom, it took a while to get that. But now I absolutely cherish the opportunity to have this freedom. That's awesome. Uh, what's uh, one golf course you've never played that you wish you could? Ooh, that's a hard one. And or your favorite course you've ever played. I'm going to answer the favorite course. I absolutely love Crystal Downs up in Frankfort, Michigan. It's an Alistair McKenzie design. He did it in between Cypress Point and Augusta National. But my favorite golf course that I haven't played that I want to, um, I would probably say Royal Dornock in Scotland. Oh, okay. Yes. But the one place I absolutely want to go to on a golf trip 
is in the United States, and I want to go out to Bandon, Oregon. Yeah. 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 And I, I, did, I want to play some good golf courses. Band I want to drink. Yes. I want to play some good golf courses and drink some good uh, West Coast IPAs out there. Is that is that if you had unlimited funds and you could do one golf trip right now, is that where you would go? I'd go to Bandon. That's where you'd go? 100%. Yeah. Over, over Europe. I'd go to Bandit. Okay. I want to stay in the U.S. first. Okay. I'm going on a trip yeah. with Chase Legler, and we're going to Whistling Straits. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to play Whistling Straits with Chase? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you please wear a GoPro the entire round? 100%. <laughs> I love Chase, and I love I, playing golf I, with him. I do want to be a fourth in this group, though. No, I just, want to, I just want to be in Wisconsin with Chase, and then, oh, by the way, I'm going to go play Whistling Straits. <laughs> I, I love golfing with Chase. He's a lot of fun, and, and there's this – added element of not taking yourself too seriously which i i am the same way yeah so he and i just have a lot of fun on the golf course but uh he always gets really nervous around you on the golf course coach because he's always afraid he's going to disrespect the game in your eyes well how do you think we feel when we ask him a question about beer <laughs> right i don't I, know I, there's not a uh there's you're allowed to you're allowed to grow beards when you brew beer you're not even allowed to have a beard when you're a golf bro i tell you what though i'm gonna flip the switch you're pretty fun to play golf with too who? So, Danny, have you ever played golf with uh, Justin? Oh, yeah, plenty of yeah. times. Yeah, it's a good time. I have a good time. It's a I, good time. I like to play golf. I'm really yeah. good at golf in between three and eight beers. <laughs> it's like wedding beer, Danny? Uh, wedding beer, like I'm really good on the dance floor after eight beers. After eight beers. Yeah. So, golf beer is, golf Danny, golf course Danny is three to eight beers. Yeah. Wedding Danny is eight plus beers. Yeah. I like oh, this. So, you should just have a tea time before every wedding you go to. That's a fantastic idea. Then you have you like close out the round on your eighth beer and you just go straight to the wedding and then you're on the dance floor. And I do plenty of pre gaming before. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He just does a different kind of golfing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, speaking of different kind of golfing, is this the same rules apply for uh, disc golf with you? Um, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I take disc golf wildly more seriously. Uh, but my friends and I, if we're just playing a casual round, we'll drink. Uh, I wouldn't say I get particularly better at disc golf while drinking. Um, do you get worse when you do? When I'm like. Drunk, yeah. Um, but if I've had a couple beers, it's normally just fine. Okay. Yeah. But but if you're playing by yourself out there competitively, you would not drink? Uh, if I'm just playing by myself, probably not, no. Okay. Um, if I'm drinking on the course, it's a social event with my friends. Would you say, would you guys all say that your beer consumption is more social or more, uh, like, if it's not social, are you still enjoying beer in the same way? I think I, I get asked this question. I have this conversation a yeah, lot. Yeah, I people. need a little bit more context. So said differently, if you were sitting at home by yourself, um, is your experience of consuming beer the same as if uh, we were sitting around and enjoying a beer together? No way. I think so. See, um, I, I think I'm. I, I think I know where you're going with this, Coach. And for me, beer is very, very social. Yeah. So I if I'm, I don't drink when I like. Yeah. If you're I don't by yourself, it, or if really at home, if it's just. The, Brooke and I, we're having dinner. Like, I don't have a glass of wine. I don't have bourbon. It's either, you know, a, a social setting at work or, you know, outside at, at an event. Um, See, Liz and I will have beers together, but I lump that into the, into the social aspect, right? Yeah. So if Liz and I are sharing a beer together or Liz cracks a beer and I'll have a beer and we're, we're, we're watching a movie or we're doing something together, that's like a social event, right? But, to, Chad, to, to your point, oftentimes, like if I'm home, like let's say Liz and the kids were – gone for a night or they went to spring break and i'm home for the week rather than sitting at home and having a beer by myself if i was in the mood to have a beer i'd probably call one of you guys and have a beer with you as a social event to drink the beer versus sitting at home by myself and having beer 
And, and it's like a 50-50 reaction. I can tell Danny's reaction is, no, I'll have beers by myself all yeah, night. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Chad and Bip are over here like, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. It's very mixed, I, I find. Uh, I know I'm way more introverted than you guys and probably a tad more introverted than you, Bip, as well. Um, I will have beers by myself at home. Yeah. And not think twice about it. So, so understand what I'm saying because I don't, want, I don't want this to get lost to anyone. I'm not saying I don't. Or that I think differently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, for me, the amount of pleasure that I get out of a beer changes drastically when it's in a social environment. I don't think it does for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, yeah. I, but I know you well, right? Yeah. That tracks for me. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can go read a book and have a beer and, and have a blast. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite things to do. It's one of your favorite things to do, where I'd yeah. rather go get, go get wings or a pizza with a bunch of buddies at a bar and have beers, right? Yeah. Uh, like I enjoy being at a bar by myself and reading because I feel like I'm hitting a social quota in my head of, oh, I'm like in a public place right now and there's people enjoying themselves around me and I feel like I can enjoy a beer by myself but not feel obligated to like or nervous or get anxious yes. about like, you know, fielding a conversation or being a part of a conversation or, you know, hanging out with people. I love hanging out with people. I'm not antisocial. Um but I, there are times where I know I need to reload by being I, by myself. I can totally relate to that. I can, I can get what you're saying. I have no qualms with going and sitting and belling up at a bar by myself mm-hmm. and having a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, That's also fun. I enjoy it. It is fun. It's yeah. really fun. Yeah. There's a lot of people that can't do that, though. Yeah. Like, I used to travel a lot for work, and I'd be solo, and I would just go find a bar and just yeah. be whoever you want. You're in a different state. No one knows Ooh, you. Did you have an? Did you have a, an alter ego? So, I mean, if I wanted to, right? Like, but, just make up. Have you ever done that? Hey, just make up a story. Like, yeah, I'm in, I used you to know, do I'm that in when town. I go visit Dayton. I got all my high school friends went to Dayton. I would pretend to be a different person every time. Stop it! You guys yeah. actually did this? Oh yeah, yeah you just you make would up change a your story. story. Yeah, you, you, no way. The key is to like have like the tiniest bit of truth behind it. Yeah. So, so, so who's I, been? Who's no, been the your key fit? is just saying it confidently, right? Well, there's exactly. that. There's it's, that. You have to have that ability. Right? I didn't have that ability. I had to like have like some like whether it was like I remember one time I was like a swimmer at Texas. Stop like, vis- it! Visiting my friends. Yeah. Is this your favorite alter ego? No. A swimmer in Texas. No, I just know enough about Texas and swimming to, like, pull that lie off. Why do you know, why do you know a lot about Texas swimming? Uh, not Texas specific, like, Texas swimming specifically, but I know enough about the state of Texas okay. and swimming to then combine the two. I'm, sa- I'm telling you, I just need a little bit of... What's the capital of Texas? Uh, isn't it... Um, Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. It's Austin. Is it Austin? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right? What? <laughs> now I'm doubting myself. <laughs> Wait, is it Houston or Austin? It's Austin. It's Austin. What's your yeah. favorite city in Texas? Austin. Nice. The capital. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, this is fantastic to Longs, me. Longhorns, baby. Can we do this sometime where we go somewhere not sure. close to here where we might get discovered? My friends at Dayton used to get more into it than me. They'd be like introducing me like, hey, this is our friend Danny. Like He goes to Texas and swims. They love I'm it. intrigued by this. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by this. What's your st- What's your uh, favorite alter? I don't know, it was just the flavor of the day. Whatever Ooh, I felt. Yeah, I think, I think I only did the Texas swimmer thing once. Like I was in abundance of random shit. This is unbelievable. I was a theater major once. That was fun. What? <laughs> Why? Just Why is that what came to your mind? It's just a, a random. Like I was an NYU theater major. Okay. All right. So, we're going out one night. I'm going to be the brother of like a superstar athlete of some kind. Okay. All right. Can, can we play a quick so game? You can't then? be someone too big. 
Like your brother's like in the minor leagues or something, and you're out. You're like out visiting him because he's getting ready to start spring training or something. Okay. Yes. Right. It can't be like, oh, Matthew McConaughey is my cousin. Right. <laughs> it's got to be like obscure enough that they don't. They can't challenge you on any of the questions or anything. Like, I'll make you know. the sto- I'll make the story quick. My one of my best friends from college. His last name is Fallon, spelt like Jimmy Fallon. Okay. And his dad looks enough like Jimmy Fallon that my friend Brian convinced my other roommates that. Like, Jimmy Fallon was his uncle, and my friend's senior year went to the Big East Tournament in New York City, and my friend CJ called me. He's like, because I was with Brian, he's like, hey, Danny, like, you know, is Brian there? Like, you know, we're trying to go to the late night show tonight. Like, is there any chance, like, his uncle can, like, hit us up? (laughs) And I was like, I had to break it to him. I was like, oh, dude, CJ, I'm sorry, man. Like, he's they're not actually related. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) All right, let's play a quick game then. Okay. Kind of like along that. the same lines. Let's all four of us pick one fact that nobody knows about us. Like actual fact or is this is this, this just is, a this, random No, this is factual. That nobody at this table knows or none of the listeners anybody. know. Anybody. I once pulled the uh, pulled the eyewash fire alarm machine in middle school, and the entire school had to evacuate, and our, our halls got flooded. Oh, there we go. Funny, funny enough, a kid in my grade okay. school got expelled because he called 911 on a payphone, <laughs> and the cops showed up. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was art student of the year in high school. Well, there you go. Well, that's okay. pretty cool. All right. All right. That's a fun okay. fact. Yeah. Huh. Right. What about you, Bip? I made a lot of money off clay. Yeah. Ooh. I've been to the 2000 Summer Olympics in Australia. Ooh, jealous. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Olympics is big on my bucket list. Yeah, same. Huge. It should be on everybody's bucket list. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, just, not, the just the, but not the 2000 Olympics. I want to go to all the go to random events. events. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm trying to watch handball. Uh, oh, ping pong, man. Oh, ping pong, yep. I think it's table tennis in the Olympics, though, right? Don't they call it table tennis? Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to see all the random stuff. That'd yeah. be fun. I want to go to swimming. I want to go to a swimming event. So when I was four, over at Voice of America, there used to be like a BMX bike park, like way, way, way back when. And they had this, they had like the, you know, teenagers would come in and ride their bikes and they'd have their their races. And then for the little kids, they had just one big hill. And you would race downhill on your big wheels. And I was a... uh, Oh, the big wheel. I loved big wheels. The big wheel? So the the big wheel downhill races, I dominated that series. Really? Over at the BMX park. Well, I got a big head, so I would just lean forward, and I'd get Mm. a lot of velocity going down the hill. Gravity. Yeah. Um, All right, let's hit the last segment. Um, I'll kick us off while you guys all scramble for a song. Coach, do you have one ready to go? Favorite song? A song you have on repeat right now. You can't stop listening to. In Colors, Black Pumas. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. I love the Black Pumas. We, you, yeah. and I, you and I share that. We've uh, talked about that common, a lot. Uh, common artist that pops up in this segment. Yeah. 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 Love the Black Pumas. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off uh, before you, Danny. I'm nuts deep in Christmas music. So um, I'm going to play. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick probably my favorite Christmas song or one of my. Ah, it's not, I can't say it's my favorite. It's one of my favorites. 
Uh, Please Come Home for Christmas by the Eagles. Um, yeah, we were saying that yesterday. Yeah, the Eagles version, though. The Eagles version is so good. It's so so cl- good. Classic. Yep. Um, Easily one of the least fun or happy things about me is I don't really care for Christmas music. Yo, we're going we're gonna to glaze right over that. What's your song? <laughs> <laughs> I still uh, want to be friends with you, so I don't want <laughs> uh, I will say, though, one of the best things I've done for my mental health in the last six months is uh, I created a uh, Let's Get Happy playlist. Love that. So, like, only exclusively songs that make me happy go on that playlist as a random assortment of genres. Love it. Uh, but one that I recently added was Winnebago by Cri- uh, Griffin. Great song. Oof. I know that song. It's really good. good. I like Griffin. Mm-hmm. He's good. Chad? Uh, I told you about this song a couple weeks ago. Discovered on a uh, Peloton workout. Yeah. Uh, it's called Walking in the Sun by Fink. Really good song. Bip, what was your Black Puma song? In colors. colors, yeah, in colors. Oh. Their number one song. Yep. I saw him play it live at Lollapalooza. You've seen the Black Pumas live? No, I saw a video, <laughs> and just got no, but no. my friend and her. you know, there's two different things, right? Whether you were there or not, I was not it's, there. It's an important detail. No, I was not there. Saw a video, <laughs> fell in love with the song, fell in love with the band. I literally was like, "Wait, you, you went to didn't Lala? see them at Wawapalooza? <laughs> Someone else did, and you saw the video." Yes, <laughs> I saw them enjoying them at Lollapalooza. Also, also yes. we need to get Bip some beer. <laughs> you can't cheer some empty glass. No. Thanks, Bip. This is uh, fun. Thanks, I, I hope we know. I hope. I hope every listener that started this podcast sticks around to the very end because of that, that moment. That is a great treat. That moment. It's a great reward the for the entire episode. He walked it right back right away, too. Like, he knew. He's like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers to you, Bip. Cheers. I saw them.